Welcome in, y'all. Welcome in. Hopefully you can hear me. I tested the mic and everything. Hopefully we good. But welcome back to the third episode of the Never Speaks podcast. I thought we had more episodes than that. I just had more rants in my head than I thought. So, um... But we on episode three, y'all. We here. Thank y'all for listening so far. I've been checking the views and the plays and just making sure y'all getting this good content. Um, As I said in the previous episodes, it's a lot easier for me to just do this audio content. So I want to continue to bring the content that y'all have been asking for. Um, Some of y'all been asking in the comments. Some of y'all been asking for different products and stuff more so. So I'm just trying to make sure I give y'all what y'all want. Give y'all what y'all, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think a really big, and I've said this before, but if I haven't already, I feel like I said it before, but if I haven't already, a real big part of this podcast for me is just really kind of giving y'all the real, um, I've been on this spiritual social media game, I guess you could call it for four years, okay, the social media aspect of it. And um, as spirituality, magical practice, that type of thing gets more popular, y'all. I just want to make sure that the inner court, okay, my patrons, for those of y'all that follow me, those of y'all that tell people that y'all learn from me, tell people to to view my things, I want to make sure that I'm giving y'all the real from my perspective. And as always, you could take it with a grain of salt, but I just want to make sure we're not getting too caught up in buzzwords. We're not getting too caught up in what's trending, okay? So that's one of the main goals of this podcast in general and the content that I put on Patreon and some of the content I'm starting to put on on public social media but I feel like I could talk more real with y'all with my niggas you know what I'm saying so uh yeah welcome in on that vein of thought let's get right into it this is a Lionsgate portal episode hashtag Lionsgate portal speak on buzzwords I wanted to bring y'all this episode specifically after August 8th you feel me now I'm recording August 8th it's 9 p.m where I'm at right now in LA and I don't know about y'all but personally I haven't been able to sleep this week okay haven't been able to sleep I've been sleepy and it's not like restless it's literally just wide awake three four in the morning so um I've been having a little bit of insomnia with this Lionsgate portal and that's to be expected y'all we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into it so today on this Lionsgate portal episode I want to get into the Lionsgate portal a little bit um as I told y'all in the last post Noel just finished a eight-day Instagram series on the Lionsgate portal as well as last year she had a blog post with more information on the the historical blickety black ancestral you feel me um tease when it comes to the Lionsgate portal because you know personally I feel like this year specifically for whatever reason like I felt like everybody was posting a lot about the Lionsgate portal and let me let me make this clear y'all I'm not one of those people that's like everybody on spirituality now I can't wait till everybody get off magic like I'm not on that the more healing that we can do as a motherfucking collective G the better okay so I'm not one of those but I do think it's important that we don't whitewash erase continue the erasure especially as black people especially as uh people of color as well um you know what i mean we don't continue the erasure you feel me of the 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 melanated origins of these practices baby you feel me especially as melanated people so with that being said um some more details are on um noelle's page as well as uh her blog noelle the vibe so definitely i've told you how to check that out out as well but i wanted to give my input because even though i felt like a lot of people were talking about the lionsgate portal i didn't want to give i didn't want to oversaturate but i also realized that you know y'all my niggas y'all my patrons you might want to hear from the kid and i understand that overstand that so i just wanted to get a little bit into it um mainly because i saw a lot of the 
kind of rhetoric around Lionsgate Portal was like, oh, eight, eight, manifest money. Um, a lot of people got into the numerology, which is valid. Very, very valid. You feel me? Eight is a powerful number within numerology, infinity, all of that type of thing. We can, excuse me, um, attribute to the number eight, right? Which is fine. But, um, you know, the Lionsgate Portal is more than just August 8th. Okay, the Lionsgate portal, uh, while you can manifest money, you feel me? Y'all know me. Y'all know me. Venus, Cap, all of them placements that I got going on, nigga, my talking about money head ass, love talking about money, nigga. You feel me? I'm going to tell y'all I love talking about it. Debate my birth chart. You feel me? But even me seeing some of the posts like focus on money, I was like, yo. I, I I ain't talking to everybody on, on on social on these social media streets, but I'm talking to my people. I'm challenging y'all to think bigger, to do bigger, to to dream bigger with this Lionsgate portal. And I'm gonna give you some teas on why. So we're gonna get into that. I'm gonna be reading from a couple of different texts today. Okay. Um, like I said, y'all can do more in, do research and information for yourselves. Um, also, I'm gonna do a group spell for this Lionsgate portal energy. Right. So. I don't know if those of y'all that follow me on Twitter, y'all may have seen, but if you don't follow me on Twitter, the last couple of weeks that I've been pouring candles for y'all, for the patrons, okay, I usually measure things exactly, but the last couple of weeks I haven't been doing that and I take the excess and I've been pouring it into another candle mold. So this candle mold is actually a pyramid mold, okay, my niggas? And I have a basically a super mega ultra candle you know, with all the intentions, all the herbs, all the conjurations from the candles I've made in the last couple of weeks, um, and even before that, to be honest with you, and I is basically one large pyramid candle. So that's going to be our Lionsgate Porter group spell. And then as far as intentions and things like that, hopefully listening to this episode will kind of help y'all with maybe framing some intentions and reframing some intentions. And don't feel like in listening to this, on the 8th that you're too late because the 8th is just the beginning baby the 8th is just the beginning okay and then also just a quick update for those of y'all that ordered that were able to order in the last shop update your orders are out I think there's two orders that was just missing um a couple little things that I'm going to be sending out by Monday or Tuesday so y'all will be getting these orders within the Lionsgate portal as long as USPS doing a thing okay I shipped a two-day ship so that's a quick update on that and then we are going to be doing a Lionsgate portal reading you know what I'm saying y'all know uh, for those of y'all that are new I do like to tailor the group spells and kind of move the group spells towards what we get from the reading um so that's what we're going to be doing um might not be today, but tomorrow I'm going to update this with pictures of the tarot cards as well as a picture of the candle that I poured. Now, let me tell y'all something. It ain't the cutest candle in the world because it was a bunch of different colors and that type of thing. But the power is there. It's the most powerful candle I've probably poured. And I'm saying probably just because I ain't trying to do too much. But I mean, baby, ain't never been a candle like this before. So I'm excited. Um that's what we're going to be covering today some other things and then um i did write some down some other episode uh podcast episodes so yeah happy august welcome to you know the Nefer speaks podcast if this is your first time listening um 
usually in the beginning of the month i do a separate like audio reading but since the lionsgate portal all this type of stuff we're just gonna put it all in one episode for the podcast okay so um go get your waters wrap your heads um get your notebooks out and things like that and we're gonna get into it i got the spliff roll i got my water um before the, i have my sound bowl and things like that so before the reading we are gonna do some sound bowl energy and this reading usually i pull more from the tarot of the spirit um, but this reading, I'm going to be pulling from the Isis Oracle deck to just align with the comedic energies. Now, I know, listen, mm, we don't get into the specifics, but you get what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So I want to pull a little bit more from the Isis Oracle pocket deck. And then I will pull like one or two cards from the Tarot of the Spirit just to kind of frame the message. And then if you want to take this as a Lionsgate portal message, cool. If you want to take this as an August message, cool. It's really up to you, my niggas. Like this is this is really just me working on putting out content, um, more content to y'all than I put out on the timeline as I've said before just i've done three to four almost four years of just free content on the timeline and i really want to pour into y'all so um i know that some of y'all may listen um and tweet me and things like that but definitely if you have ideas if you if there's topics you want me to talk about and things like that make sure y'all put them in the comments of the patreon post i know some of y'all wanted to get into solomonic magic i have that written down um yeah i have i have ideas but my nigga i want to make sure that i'm y'all are listening to things y'all want to talk about you know what i'm saying that, that y'all want to hear about things y'all want breakdowns on not all of these is going to be a rant you feel me some of them most of them going to be rants though you feel me but today is not too much of a rant so um let me just get some some water and hit the spliff and let's get into just a quick intro on the landscape portal and what it means um or like just just a quick synopsis and then we're gonna get into some of some of some text some ancient text and things and it's gonna be a good time so get ready you feel me um for my parents and things this is an explicit podcast i'm gonna be cussing and things like that so as i already have so if the children are around make sure you put in the headphones so um one day i'm gonna start putting all types of intro and hold music in between and stuff but for now it's literally gonna be a two second delay um so i'll be right back y'all All right, so quick intro, quick intro. So I'm just going to give just a little bit on the Lionsgate portal. I do want y'all to do your research, but as I said, Noel has an eight-day series. So, I mean, watch the replay um, and get into it. So Lionsgate portal, what does it mean? What we what we talking about, right? Okay, so y'all have seen the post, obviously. Um, August 8th, starting the Lionsgate portal, this is kind of the week that we that we that we would celebrate this Lionsgate portal. In ancient times, it may have shifted a couple of months. It may have started maybe in what we would know as June, but what, what is time anyway, right? So um, basically the idea of the Lionsgate portal is when the Sirius star system, okay, S-I-R-I-U-S, Sirius star system lines up, it lines up with the Great Pyramids of Giza as well as um, Orion's belt, okay? So we get in some astrology from the ancients. Um, not only that, around this time period, the Nile Valley, the Nile would flood and overflow and the water would nourish the lands around it and the crops and things like that. It was a very, seen as a very, like a precursor to a very bountiful time. Okay. Think of watering your garden, that type of thing. So physically for the lands, it was a, it was a time of bounty. It was a time where you're expecting growth, blessings, that type of thing. Um, you know, thinking, thousands of years back in the day crops was life you feel me crops crops are still life but you know i think that in the west we may not think about it as much but yeah you know so y'all are getting the idea hopefully um so a lot of these a lot of natural phenomenon and alignments were happening 
and the ancient ones obviously observed these these natural phenomenon that's all that's that's all they had time to do um so within the cosmology within ancient comedic uh cosmology and things like that this time was also seen as the birth time of the netter okay so the netter are seen as um comedic or egyptian um i'm going to use more so comedic but if you hear me say egyptian i'm it might come in interchangeably, but um, I'm enforcing comedic to really talk about the ancient Egyptians, the ancient melanated Egyptians, right? Um, and just to kind of enforce that side of it, right? But if I say Egyptian in between, y'all know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm referring to, okay? Um, so with that being said, this was seen as the birth time and the creation time of the Netter or Neteru, okay? So when y'all hear people talk about Isis and Osiris and, and Horus and all those, these are these are what's known as Netter or Neteru, right? Um, now the Lionsgate portal wasn't only significant to Kemet. If you look into Nubia, if you look into Sudan, and if you look into the Dogon people, especially, you will see a lot of a lot more um, attributions to Sirius and things like that. Specifically, the Dogon, the Dogon um, people knew about the Sirius star system thousands of years before it was discovered by. Um, by the west right as well as their cosmology their origin story is based on the serious star system okay so like i said i want y'all to definitely take your take your time and do your research into these things because this is this is ancestral knowledge as well as spiritual woo woo vibes okay um so that's that's one of the first like pieces of groundwork I wanted to lay down on just like how many different people that looked like us that may look like us or we descend from um paid attention to this time of year paid attention to the star systems that are important this time of year right um like I said earlier Sirius is seen as a second son, or I may not have said earlier Sirius is seen as a second son or the original son in in some cases right and that's why I mentioned earlier that baby if you have a little insomnia right now that's probably that's this is probably why so um y'all might get a bunch of episodes back to back because the insomnia has been real so anyway y'all um I want to read a little bit into this book that I have been reading. It's called Egyptian Cosm Egyptian Divinities, The All Who Are the One by Mustafa Gadala. Now I will say, I will say, I am listening, reading this from the with my ancestral ear, okay? Um, I'm mindful that the people that are in Egypt now are not necessarily uh <laughs> the people that were in Egypt in the times that we were talking about. So keeping keeping that in mind, um keeping that in mind okay that's the best way that I could say that already so I'm going to be jumping around a little bit and it's going to get a little bit lengthy but I just want to give y'all some background um we're going to go back to Egypt and go back to Kemet but just kind of give y'all some background and I feel like reading from these texts will help you to hopefully my my goal with the reading from this text for y'all with y'all is to um just kind of help impart that the importance of the Lionsgate portal is deeper than just money. Yes, you can manifest money, but you can manifest so much more. Um, this is this is really a time where in during this time, it would be a festival. I've said it before. It's kind of like Mardi Gras. It would be kind of like a week long festival where there would be dancing and singing and, and merchants in the street and um, that kind of party. 
energy, celebrating the birth time of the Netra, celebrating this harvest season um, or the harvest season that was that was going to come up. Right. Um, it would be a time that was considered, quote unquote, timeless, because when Ra created the Netra, it was pre time. It was before the creation of time. Right. So it would be a timeless time, um, a time where things can get done, a time where magically um, the sky, the sky is the limit and really this past the sky is the limit so i just want to kind of get into this and hopefully that'll let you know the importance and then what it means for you now i know that in the spiritual community especially the black spiritual community um you know the kind of narrative is like everybody focuses on egypt everybody focuses on kemet africa is bigger than that da, 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 da. but the reason the reason why that is is because the niggas in kemet wrote in the walls you feel me so when alexander the great and all them colonizers came to bun our text, you feel me? You can't burn stone. So that's that's a lot of the reason why there's a lot of this focus, I feel like at least, because we have some of the text still. Um, you know, I always used to say, you know, we are oral tradition, we are oral people. Yes, we are oral people, but we are we were written people as well. And these texts were destroyed. So the fact that we have um the glyphs in stone and the fact that we can we can still pull from them is why a lot of people focus on Kemet. Um, so that's my spiel. And just my little disclaimer before we get into it, we have the texts, right? So I hopefully this will give you, well, let me just shut up and read it, my nigga. Damn. Damn. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because like, um, <laughs> I'm so used to like a live or a clubhouse where someone could interrupt me if I'm yapping too much or like interject with some questions or whatever. But just me and y'all with the recording, I could just go. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, this is like, again, this is called um, Egyptian Divinities by Mustafa Gadala. Um, it is, I'm jumping around, so I can't give y'all chapters or whatever. I'm in chapter one right now, but I'm gonna be jumping around. So it says chapter one, one, monothe monotheism and polytheism. It says so much has been written, asserted and repeated about how polytheistic the Egyptian religion was. Yet it will be a surprise to most that far from being a primitive polytheistic form, this is the highest expression of monotheistic mysticism. Moreover, it is as valid as it now as it was then, for truth is eternal. The word or name quote-unquote God does not by itself tell us anything. To know God is to know the numerous attributes, qualities, powers, actions of quote-unquote God. Likewise, the Egyptians regarded the universe as a conscious act of creation by the one supreme power. The fundamental doctrine was the unity of the deity. This one God was never represented. It is the manifestation of functions and attributes of the ones the great God, of the one great God that were represented. Once a reference was made to such of any such functions and attributes, it became a distinguishable agent reflecting this particular function and attribute and its influence on the world. The various functions and attributes were called the netter, Netter in the masculine form and Netert in the feminine form. As such, or, well, let me run it back, sorry, y'all. It says the various form, functions and attributes were called the Neteru, singular, Netter in the masculine form and Netert in the feminine form. As such, the Egyptian Netter, Netert was not a god or goddess, but the representation of a function or attributes pow or powers of the one god. Far from being a primitive polytheistic form, this is the highest expression of monotheistic mysticism. In ancient Egyptian traditions, Ra represents the primeval cosmic and creative force. 
The litany of Ra describes Ra as, quote, the one who joined together, who comes out of his own members, end quote. The ancient Egyptian definition of Ra is the perfect representation of the unity that comprises the multitude of the many diverse entities, i.e. the one who is the all. The litany of Ra describes the aspects of the creative principle, being recognized as the Neturu, whose actions and interactions in turn created the universe. As such, all the Egyptian Neturu who took part in the creation process are aspects of Ra. There are 75 forms or aspects of Ra. Ra is often incorporated into the names of other Neturu, such as Amen-Ra, Ra-Atum, Ra-Herakuti, etc. The solar energy of the sun is one of the only numerous manifestations of Ra. That Ra is not just the sun, only a singular form, was also confirmed in the following verse from the story of Ra and Isis, in which Ra states, I have a multitude of names and a multitude of forms. Okay, this ain't hood Bible study, but what that remind you of? Okay, what that remind you of? So, with that being said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll, I'm gonna scroll a little bit further to another part, but the reason that I kind of wanted to start with that um, is to kind of give you an idea of the creation process, of what it looks like, of what these entities and deities, and in many other cosmologies, the quote-unquote deities are really forces of nature, forces of the one. A lot of um, African traditions and African religions that have been de demonized as polytheistic or, or you know, um, worshiping many gods are actually monotheistic, right? So, um, sorry for the pause, y'all. I was just uh, skipping ahead a little bit, but skipping ahead, it says in ancient Egyptian texts, Atam Atum means he who completes or perfects. And in the litany of Ra, Atam or Atum is recognized as the complete one, the all. It says ancient Egyptian texts emphasize that the complete one contains all. The ancient Egyptian text reads, I am of many names and many forms, and my being exists in every netter. The seed of creation out of which everything originated is Atam. And just as the plant is contained within the seed, so is everything that is created in the universe is Atam too. Atam, the one who is the all, as the master of the universe declares in the ancient Egyptian papyrus, commonly known as the Bremnerine papyrus, it says, when I manifested myself into existence, existence existed. I came into existence in the form of the existent, which came into existence in the first time. Coming into existence according to the mode of existence of the existence, I therefore existed. And it was thus that the existence came in, into existence. In other words, when the master of the universe came into existence, the whole creation came into existence because the complete one contains the all. So, you know, that may have sounded confusing, y'all, and run it back a couple times if you need to, but this is the kind of energy and force and like raw primal creative energy that's surrounding this time that our ancestors would have celebrated. Um, someone tweeted me that it, it would it, they would have seen it this year as the year 6263 okay so 6000 years ago 5000 years ago this is the primal creative force that would have been celebrated during this time so next it says neteru the divine energies it says as stated above the ancient egyptian text emphasized that the complete one contains the all 
The ancient Egyptian text reads, I am of many names and of many forms and my being exists in every netter. Okay. I promise y'all I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it to where it means to us, what it means for us. Okay. And the manifestation and, and what you're going to be doing at this time, what you, what you could be. Okay. So it says the cycle of creation is caused and maintained by the divine forces or energies. These energies, like the perpetual cycle of creation, go through a process of transformation from birth, life, aging, dying, death, and rebirth. We as human beings have similar life forces that change throughout our lifetimes. Our human bodies consist of numerous cycles that govern our life existence. All forces die out when we die. The Egyptian called these divine forces Netaru. The main theme of the universe is in its cyclical nature. The Netaru are the forces of nature, which make the world go around, so to speak. To simply call them gods and goddesses gives a false impression. The divine energy that manifests itself in the creation cycle is divine by its constituent energy aspects, which were called Netaru by the ancient Egyptians. In order for creation to exist and be maintained, this divine energy must be thought of in... Wait, what does it say? Hold on, sorry. I'm going to skip that part because it's getting into something else I want to talk about. So the last sentence, the divine energy that manifests itself in the creation cycle is divine by its constituent energy aspects, which were called Netaru by the ancient Egyptians. So it says the Egyptian word Netar or nature means a power that is able to generate life and to maintain it when it is generated. As all parts of creation go through the cycle of birth, life, death, birth, and then birth, so do the driving energies during the stages of this cycle. It is, there, it is therefore that the ancient Egyptian Netaru being divine energies went and continue to go through the same cycle of birth, growth, death, and renewal. Alrighty. So it gives some examples here. Um, we can give the example of the caterpillar that is born, lives, and then builds its own cocoon where it dies, or better yet, transform into a butterfly who lays eggs and on and on. What we have here is the cyclical transformation from one form or state of energy to another. Okay, so it says when you think of Netaru not as goddess, gods and goddesses, but as cosmic energy forces, one can see the ancient Egyptian system as a brilliant representation of the universe. Philosophically, this cyclical nature transformation is applicable to our saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same. All right, so I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Um, to the next little bookmark that I kind of um, went into. And y'all, this book, I, I, again, listening with my ancestral ear, but the chapter that I'm walking, uh, just scrolling by right now to, uh, relates to how the angels turned in, I mean, how the Netaru turned into the angels in later, you know, cosmologies, you know, Christian cosmologies and things like that. So it's a very interesting book, but of course, making sure you read it with that ancestral ears, ancestral eye, of course. Um, so I read over those just to kind of give y'all a breakdown on how the ancient um, Egyptians, ancient Kemetic people would have seen the creation process, would have seen Ra, would have seen the Netar, would have seen how this process works and how um, the divine energies represent the death, the birth, death and rebirth process and how we reflect that. So this portion that I'm going to be reading is getting into how that creative process is reflected in us and just kind of like I said trying to give y'all a picture of what they would have been celebrating at this time so that you can kind of get a picture of what you can celebrate what you can manifest um and just expanding it outside of um oh well let, let's get a quick bag okay nothing wrong with it again 
okay? But the bag, if, if it's a bag, you're going to manifest, okay? Um, baby, let's talk about it. We're talking about pure primal creative force, okay? So uh, let me hit the spliff and we're going to get into it. I got John Coltrane on repeat in the background. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but vibes. All right, I hope y'all with me. So it says, it is commonly recognized by all the, uh, theological and philosophical schools of thought that the human being is made in the image of God, i.e. a miniature universe. And that to understand the universe is to understand oneself and vice versa. Yet no culture has ever practiced the above principle like the ancient Egyptians. Central to their complete understanding of the universe was the knowledge that man was the embodiment of the laws of creation. As such, the, uh, the physiological functions and processes of the various parts of the body were seen as manifestations of cosmic functions. All right, I don't know if y'all heard that. As such, the physiological functions and processes of the various parts of the body were seen as, as manifestation of cosmic functions. The ancient Egyptian texts and symbols are permeated with this complete understanding that man in whole and in part is the image of the universe, whole and part. To ancient Egyptians, man as a miniature universe represents the created images of all creation. Since Ra, the cosmic, oh, hold on, let me run it back. To the ancient Egyptians, we, all right, as a miniature universe represent the creative images of all creation. Since Ra, the cosmic creative impulse, is called the one joined together who comes out of his own members, so the human being, the image of creation, is likewise a one joined together. Come on now. A human body is a unity that consists of different parts joined together. In the litany of Ra, the body parts of the divine man are, identif are each identified as a netter. If a man is the universe in miniature, then all factors of humans are duplicated on a greater scale in the universe. All drives and forces which are powerful in humans are also powerful in the universe at large. In accordance with the Egyptian cosmic consciousness, every action performed by man is believed to be linked to a greater pattern in the universe, y'all, including sneezing, blinking, spitting, shouting, weeping, dancing, playing, eating, drinking, and sexual intercourse. Humans to the ancient Egyptian was the embodiment of the laws of creation. As such, the physiological functions and processes of the various parts of the body were seen as manifestations of cosmic functions. Limbs and organs had a metaphysical function in addition to their physical purpose. The parts of the body were consecrated to one of the Neturu, divine principles, which appeared in the Egyptian records throughout its recovered history. In addition to the litany of Ra, here are other examples. Utterance 215, 148, 149 from the sarcophagus chamber Unas tomb, rubble pyramid at Saqqara, identifies the parts of the body, head, nose, teeth, arm, legs, etc., each with the divine Neturu. Thy head is that of Horus, thy nose is Anubis, thy teeth are Sopdu, their arms are Happy and Duamutef, thy legs are Imnesti and Kebasunith. All thy members are the twins of Atam. From the papyrus of Ani, y'all know that's my jam. Plate 32, item 42. My hair is noon, my face is Ra, my eyes are Hathor, 
My ears are wet, wet, wet. My nose is she who provides over the lotus leaf. My lips are Anubis. My molars are Selket. My incisors are Isis. My arms are the ram, Lord of Mendes. My breast is Neith. My back is Seth. My phallus is Osiris. My belly and my spine are Sekhmet. My buttocks are the eye of Horus. My thighs and my calves are Nut. My feet are Ptah. There is no member of mine devoid of a netter. And Toth is the protection of all my flesh. Come on now. Come on now. Talk about the divinity. The above text leaves no doubt about the divinity of each member. There is no member of mine devoid of a netter. The logical and only way to explain anything human, the, the logical and only way to explain anything to human being on human terms and in human form. As such, the complicated scientific and philosophical information was reduced in ancient Egypt to events in human images and terms. So this is where we get the, the, the glyphs and the stories and all of those type of things. So it goes into the distinctions of the hierarchy and the metaphysical structure of the seven heavenly realms. Um, it goes into the three, the three primary heavenly helpers. Okay, the Egyptian temples of divine forces. I'm just scrolling through real quick. And then it talks about the roles of the netter and things like that. So it goes into partic uh, the the depictions um animal symbolism and how that correlates i mean so many different things but really i just wanted to get into that part to emphasize the cell the type of celebration that will be going on number one the type of knowing right now now y'all in our spiritual walk i can only speak for myself let me not speak for y'all but i'm just really realizing you know okay it's the god and me we are walking gods goddesses and goddesses and things like that you know a part of our spiritual walk and i feel like especially as melanated people specifically as black people is realizing our divinity realizing our godhood and 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 reconciling that in this 3d plane i know for a lot of us again i can only speak for myself sometimes it could feel like okay okay i hear you i'm a god out here yeah 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 all of that okay well why can't i get this thing why is this not the way that i want it to be if i create my reality if I, you know all of these things and it's so interesting for me to read that this was a base part of of the religion of 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 everyday walk in life um and i think that's why <laughs> the hotep hoteps get so passionate because you know i get it all all this time we've been told we're everything else but gods you understand what i'm saying um but in in that respect i love this breakdown of the netaru quick let me make sure oops sorry it changed microphones right quick hopefully y'all can hear me um but that's why i love this description of the netaru because it breaks down to just to just to just relegate them to gods and goddesses would be to almost diminish the function and the massive massive um the massive role that they had in the creation process you understand what i'm saying um as humans, we like to personify these forces it's, and, and bring give them stories. Um, this book breaks that down as well as that's just the way that humans learn. It's the best way to get humans to learn. So I don't knock the stories. In fact, I love the stories, but the stories represent um, not gods to bow down to, but forces of creation that through many texts we learn that are within us not in a in not in just a cosmic woo woo i had a dream sense no 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 nigga in our arms nigga said my molars 
My incisors are, are offset, nigga. In your teeth, Isis resides. In your molars, nigga. My, my buttocks are the eye of horses, ho. Horus, ho. You feel me? You feel me? So with that being said, it speaks to the, our, our, the manifestation power within our body. It talks about sneezing. Our sneezes being integral, an integral part to the entire cosmos. So I say all that to say, baby, what you can manifest during this DK Lionsgate portal time? Baby. Baby. What you can honor, especially when it comes to self. If you feel like a self-love week-long Lionsgate portal ritual is for you, that might be the thing. If you need to, to take this week and in your free time at your altar, build your self-love altar and recognize all my members are the twins of Atum. I, I started with Atum just to let y'all know what Atum, what Atum meant. If, if it got a little heavy for you, run it back a couple, a couple minutes. But I told you the role that Atum played in the creative force. Atum is the is the is the physical creative force and representation of Ra of the all. The litany of Ra says, "All my members, all my body parts are the twins of Atum." So what that mean for you, boss? Big boss? On this earthly plane during this Lionsgate portal, what you looking to what you looking to change because you have the magic. It's within you in a physical way tambien. You understand what I'm saying? So hopefully those parts made sense to you. I ain't trying to get all hotep hotep on y'all. You feel me? But we do have these texts from these papyri and shit that we're able to grab a little piece of some of the mindset of just a piece of the people that would have been celebrating this Lionsgate portal time. All right? So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a read that again just in case y'all missed it. Just to close it out and then we're going to get into the reading. Like one more game for the people in the back. Utterance 215, 148, 149 from the sarcophagus changer of the Unas tomb at Saqqara. Identifies the parts of the body, each with the divine netru. Thy head is, is that of Horus. Thy nose is Anubis. Thy teeth are Sopdu. Thy arms are Happy and Duamutef. Thy legs are Imnesti. Imesti and Kebasunif, all thy members of the twins of Atum. The papyrus of Ani, plate 32, item 42, that's within the Egyptian Book of the Dead or the uh, Book of Coming Forth by Day. Some of it, some people say uh, the Book of Coming Forth by Light. Um, in the Medunetzer, the Kemetic language, it would be the Per Am Haru. Um, and yeah, it's called the Egyptian Book of the Dead. That's a mistranslation. It's really the book of coming forth by day, going forth by day, by light, different translations for uh, Heru, um, depending on who's who's translating, you feel me? But it says, uh, my hair is noon, my face is Ra, my face is Ra. Like, didn't I tell y'all just now that Ra is the pr primal creative force of the universe? My face is Ra. My ears are Hathor. My ears are Wepwawet. My nose is she who provides over her lotus leaf. My lips are Anubis. My molars are Selket. My incisors are Isis. My arms are the ram, lord of Mendes. My breast is Neith. My back is Seth. 
My phallus is Osiris. My belly and my spine are Sekhmet. My buttocks are the eye of Horus. My thighs and calves are Nut. My feet are Ptah. There is no member of mine devoid of a netter, and Toth is the protection of all my flesh. First of all, that's an incantation. So protection incantation, um, for those of y'all looking into getting into comedic vibes or whatever, of course, here they're using the Greek names, um, but sometimes I replace it with the comedic names. Um, you know, so Osiris, Asar, that type of thing, Heru, Her, Heru, uh, Horus, Heru, that type of thing. So that's an incantation. Um, there's a lot of protection can incantations within the Egyptian book of the dead or the book of coming forth by day. Okay. Um, the whole concept of that book is Osiris going through the underworld, going through the duat, through different, the different gates of the underworld to be able to be reborn. This process that we spoken about, we spoke about and through the book, um, there are incantations, not only to, to the, to the netter, um, but also incantations of protection to be able to go through the various gates to be able to achieve the resurrection and that oneness, that reintegration with Ra. Um, so, child, okay, sounds a lot like life, death, and rebirth, and salvation for the cross to be to be one with the. You know what I'm saying? Sounds a lot like that. So these things are familiar. These things, if it sounds a little confusing, especially if you were raised in a church, same concept. This same concept, boss. Um, but really kind of emphasizing and without the kind of, oh, I've fallen, fallen short of the glory of God, um, these texts get into the importance and, and really stress our divinity. Um, not just like, oh, we gods, but like creative forces and not just one creative force, all of them, all of them. You feel me? And think about this when it talks about the physiological functions representing things in the metaphys metaphysical universe, y'all. I mean, think about how many things your body does on autopilot without you thinking about it. You're not thinking about breathing right now. You're not thinking about blinking right now. You're not thinking about blood flow, digestion, um, hormone. You're not thinking about any of those things. Your body is doing those things for you. Um, you know, my my belief is that that that's an actual function of the ego, but that's a whole nother episode in getting into the ego and 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 uh, the demonization of the ego and all that type of stuff. But, you know, just really circling that around. So I hope I hope that made sense. I know I've been talking for at least an hour about the importance of our divinity from this standpoint. Um, and like I said, getting into the Dogon uh, cosmology, getting into the Nubian text and uh, Nubian ideas, it's a little bit harder to find again, because these were more oral traditions, but um, you know, hopefully this gave you a picture on the mindset, what people would be preparing for it during this time, not only the festival, but ritual ritually um, this was seen as the new year. So the same way that here in the West, we prepare December 31st, we got resolutions ready. We clean in the house. We making black eyed peas. We, you know what I'm saying? It's that same kind of energy magnified on, I mean, 75,000, I feel like because of the, um, ancient and ritual nature, um, you know, a lot of ancient people, but we have that, that confirmation from, um, Kemet as well, that their religion, their spirituality was not separate from their everyday life. Everything was ritual ritual um so enough about that that part of it hopefully I don't want to I didn't want to bombard you while everyone was talking on 8-8 but baby tomorrow no ain't nobody gonna be talking about the Lionsgate portal so now y'all can get a lot more background um on what this can mean going into the next 
five to seven days i'll say um so yeah so hopefully that made sense run it back if you need to we're gonna get into the reading um i'm gonna play a little bit from the sound bowl and get into the reading but um hopefully that gave you some framework okay and you know you can start thinking about and taking some notes on what you want to put put on this intention um whether you're doing ritual like an actual candle whatever the case may be or your ritual you're integrating ritual into life or you want to do your intentions for the Lionsgate portal candle that I'm gonna be burning you know it's no mistake that I put it in a pyramid mold you feel me nothing without intention so um not only that the Lionsgate portal spell vibes that I do the Lionsgate portal herbs and oils and things like that that I sell once a year um that intention those that excess from those candles were also poured in this so not only are we getting a bunch of different intentions in that pyramid candle but we're also getting an intention that's only um activated once a year during this time so y'all for anybody I feel bad for the people like there's a couple of people I can tell that they forgot that they're patrons and they don't check anymore. Baby, I I hope and I pray that this is the one you listen to and you put your intentions on this Lionsgate portal candle that we about to do. OK, even if you don't, bro, you in there. So whatever, bro. But at the same time, bro. It pays to be a patron, at least at least now, if you've been here all this time and I've been paying you dust. Yo. Yo. I'm putting in the intentions now. We're doing the work now. Spirit had to knock me upside the head a couple times. You feel me? To make me see the light. But we here. All right. Let's get into the reading. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, y'all, one more little tea that I wanted to draw, that I want to pour out for y'all before I get into the reading. I know y'all probably tired of my hotep hotep. Listen, I'll probably see if I could put a timestamp on this bit so y'all know when the reading start. <laughs> But if you gotten as far, you heard everything. It is what it is. It is what it is, child. Okay, so I tweeted the other day, sound is key this week. If you know, you know. And if you know why, then you have the key. Now, of course, I got to give my patrons a tea. I got to give my patrons a tea on why I said that. Okay, so another quick part from Egyptian divinities, okay? Now, this is going to get into the creation idea. Of course, they're going big bang energy, right? You do with that what you will. So just giving that quick preface. So it says, let creation begin, the big bang. The condensed, the condensed soup energy in the pre-creation neutron soup was continuously building up. This condensed energy reached the optimum concentration of buildup energy that led to its explosion and expansion outwardly in what we describe as the Big Bang about 15 billion years ago. It says, the Big Bang was the first physical act of creation. The loud sound of this explosion is what caused the breakup of the constituent parts of the universe. The ancient Egyptian texts likewise repeatedly stressed that the divine commanding voice, meaning the divine sound, was the cause of creation. The earliest recovered ancient Egyptian texts 5,000 years ago show that the belief that the word caused the creation of the world. The Egyptian book of the coming forth by light, wrongly and commonly translated as the, Egyptian, as the book of the dead, the oldest written text in the world, states, I am eternal. I am that which created the word. I am the word. Okay. So that very much leans into in the beginning, there was the word and the word was with God energy. Okay. So you're starting to see the parallels. This isn't, this isn't a hood Bible study, but you're starting to see the parallels if you grew up in a church. Okay. So I wanted to emphasize that. I can't believe I didn't start with that, but wanted to emphasize that 
the sound is important. So surrounding yourself this week, especially with sounds that you love, whether it's soothing sounds, whether it's frequency music, whatever the case is, um, the utterance, okay? It's the word that brought, brought, uh, brought into creation, right? So the things that you speak, okay? Watch how you speak this week on yourself and your endeavors. You know me, I'm gonna tell you, watch how you speak on yourself and your endeavors every day, but especially this week, my niggas. Watch how you speak on yourself in your endeavors, all right? And then not only that, the utterance magic, the incantation magic, the frequency magic, okay? Prayers, speaking your spells out loud. If you're doing any ritual, incantations. You understand what I'm saying? Get into the Genesis if you need to start your incantation with that, my Bible magicians, to to emphasize that utterance of the word, what is it that you're looking to manifest for this Lionsgate portal? Bring in, release, whatever it is, speak it out loud and speak it out loud every day this week. If you got a, on the on the rising, when you wake up, the first thing out of your mouth is some gratitude. And then next, what you want to manifest this week. And before you go to bed, let the last thing you say be that. All right. I'm not telling y'all what to do. I'm telling y'all what I'm about to do. Just speaking to y'all. I'm like, huh, that sounds like a good idea. So I'm going to work on that this week. All right. So if you have sound, if you if sound is the key and if you know, you know, and if you know why you have the key. So don't 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 be on the timeline telling people I never gave y'all nothing, which y'all don't be. I'm joking. But you get what I'm saying. So I just wanted to add that. Let's get into the reading. Um, I'm going to do some. I just cleanse the cards and I have um, my crystals here or whatever. I, as I said, I'm going to give you all some sound bolt energy real quick and then um, pull from I'm pulling from the Isis Oracle deck and the Tarot of the Spirit. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. All right, y'all, let me get us situated. I'm going to shuffle some cards as well in the background to give y'all some shuffling ASMR and just a quick light pull. Um, this is going to be, I already gave y'all a good amount of time. So this is just going to be some, the Isis Oracle decks and I'll probably do like deck and then probably do one or two from the Tower of the Spirit. Cause you know, that can get lengthy. I don't want to hold y'all for too much longer. Okay. Um, so let me give y'all some sound bowl vibes and then we can, I'm going to shuffle and get into the reading. kind of doing the prayer in my head but clearing the energy as y'all know how i do two cards already popped out from the isis oracle deck so i'm just gonna get a couple more cards see what the energy is giving and just a light little something so we could get through it and y'all could get on y'all manifestation i'm hoping that just in listening and just getting some more information for yourself, y'all are able to like already get the downloads of what you need to do. And this message can just be a quick assistance, a quick framework, a quick little, um, you know, vibe there. So of course, magic and ritual comes out. Let 
Okay, let me get one Isis Oracle deck. And then I'm going to just get one card from the Tarot of the Spirit just to kind of frame the message, Spirit. Frame the message for this Lionsgate portal. This auspicious time. <laughs> we got the devil reversed, though. We got the devil reversed. So a lot of times I don't read cards up like reverse. It just depends on what spirit is telling me or if the if the deck itself has like specifics for reversals, then cool. But um, when I see the devil card, it's not really a bad card to me. The devil card to me in general represents um, our own kind of thought forms kind of trapping us, old systems, old belief systems, things that we used to think trapping us. Um, but we have full range, full power, full ability to get out of that mindset. The devil card in this deck, it shows like kind of like a quote unquote devil figure. Then it has two people. Um, it looks like a man and a woman chained to this block and they have these chains around them. But the chain is like a hula hoop. I'm going to show y'all the picture. Obviously you'll see it, but the chain is like, it's huge. It's like a hula hoop around them. So like it's pretty visible from the card that they could literally just take the hoop off of them take the the chains off of them very easily and walk away so it speaks to this kind of um the illusion of 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 being entrapped the illusion of separation the illusion of being a chain to like uh, uh, the systems or negative energy and that's not really the case um, so the fact that it came out reverse even though I don't usually read cards reverse automatically um, I do feel like this falling in reverse is a is 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 some tea because it speaks to the idea of um, either you've already been doing it or through this time if you feel like you have those um belief systems ideals old habits whatever that you you may be telling people come on going back to the power of the tongue you may be telling people um old stories about your situation old stories about yourself and those things are what's keeping you entrapped hello but this card coming in reverse is giving the energy um if you're if you are doing that this is telling you like let's 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 get that up out of here and if you're not if if you feel like you've been coming from that or you feel like this is something you might want to manifest um i think that's a really great intention for this Lionsgate portal and speaking to not only thought processes, belief systems, and things that have been ingrained in us through other people, but things we've been telling ourselves, y'all. Like I, I we we literally just spoke on that. So I I feel um I feel the confirmation, obviously, but I feel that extra push from the tarot of the spirit, that card coming up upside down, that devil card coming up reverse, that it's like, baby, it's all in the mind. It's you can do with what you want to do what you want to do you have free reign to get up out of the quote-unquote chains um that whether it's society lineage uh you know what people think whatever it is you have the free reign to get up out of there um so keep that in mind throughout this portal throughout this portal time um the liberation the freedom the divine cut the, the divine ooh, lighter went out um you know, the divine creative primordial force in which we come from, that which we're created from, you know what I'm saying? Um, in that space, we don't have any limitations and a lot of the separations, a lot of the the burdens and things like that, not invalidating the things that are that are in this 3D process, but um, some of them, a lot of them are illusions, especially some of the things that we take on just because mama used to say it. We take on just because grandma used to say it. Um, 
and that that may not be the case maybe your task is not manifesting manifesting money this eight eight but manifesting a thought process that that invites money in i can just as an example y'all um speaking on to what what family has always told us i mean all of us have heard the money doesn't grow on trees and that type of energy so think about those type of quote-unquote cliches or those type of thought processes in other forms of your life and other areas of your life that were just kind of passed down and just kind of thing just kind of a thing um some of those things may be maybe keeping you in trap not trying to blame it all on you and your thought processes but all of these things connect so i'm gonna read the interpretation from the devil card from the tarot of the spirit and then i'm going to read the four cards from the isis oracle deck but just as a quick synopsis we got queen of heaven power over seven scorpions magic and ritual and the brother in darkness so we look like we get a full range of the netter represented here as well which i'm excited about all right from the tarot of the spirit it says uh the devil the closer you get to your own truth, the more you perceive contradiction. The key to understanding is to see things from a new perspective. Accept the presence of paradox in your life and you will realize your own truth. Celebrate life, laugh, play, dance upon the earth. Enjoy the material, but do not become a slave to it. Come on. Bondage results from too much concentration on material success. Stay attuned to matters of the heart and spirit. So before I even get into the meditation and extra, all of that, this is kind of the energy I was talking about with the Lionsgate portal energy, where it's not that eight, eight is not a great day to manifest. Uh, you know, I just saw that kind of focus on money. And like, I keep saying y'all, y'all can't get me to shut up about money. But if my head ass is telling y'all like, this is about more than money, like dig deeper, um, I feel like that that's saying something like niggas is capstellium in both charts nigga like I'm the definition of work 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 you see me have it and I'm I'm telling you like think bigger nigga you feel me so um enjoy the material we're in this 3d plane and that's another side of it where that balance um keeping that balance where I was talking about earlier where I feel like sometimes um in some of these conversations, we're getting too crown chakra, we're getting too um, theoretical in a, in a way that's not applicable um, to our 3D life or in a way that hinders the way that we move about our 3D life. And I just want to make sure that we're conscious of that and making sure that we're, we're um, honoring our physical flame, our, our physical plane I don't, i'm not out here like earth is the ghetto because nigga a couple years ago everybody was mother gaia mother this and now earth is the ghetto bitch which one is it which one is it you feel me i'm not just a bag of a meat suit i'm not like oh a, a, a meat suit holding a spirit nah nigga all my members are the twins of our tomb and shit you feel me so with that being said recognizing our divinity and how we move in this life but understanding that as gods as whatever all our members or whatever this physical plane has a purpose in the cycle this that's the the divine cycle of creation um birth life growth uh aging dying death and then eventually rebirth okay so the meditation says you devil you playing on earth wash your heart with laughter mirth freedom and renew it is the false sense of your own power that binds you how do you estimate over or under devil you base of the matter with an eye for creativity a mind to see a body to touch feelings to know will to dare you devil you contradictory emotions inflamed with the spiral force of god the woman in you seeks life the man in you death 
And if you think the one facing you is devil, see the mirror. What you see is what you look with. What you see is not all there is to know, okay? <clears throat> so it says esoteric qualities. The he Hebrew attribution is ayin, the eye. The astrological attribution is Capricorn, gang gang, perspective, okay? So this is, this is my card, baby. The 26th path, it says it meditates between Tippereth, higher consciousness, spiritual truth, and beauty manifested on earth, and Hod, the thinking mind, okay? So this is within Kabbalistic and the Kabbalistic tree of life. So this card, this the, the energy of this card meditates, um, uh, mediates, sorry, not meditates, mediates between higher consciousness, spiritual truth, and beauty manifested on earth, and the thinking mind, okay? So that creative force, that primal creative force that we've been talking about this whole time, it's coming through here, even though um, in, in the, you know, traditional sense, there could be many interpretations for the card of the devil. I really love this card, this deck, the Tarot of the Spirit, because it gets into the esoteric, um, not only uh, Hebrew, Kabbalistic stuff, which y'all know Sita Solomon type vibe is is along my studies, right? But also um, it, get, it gets into some other traditions and brings in other traditions within the interpretation. So um, when it comes to that energy, that creative life force, it says spiritual truth and beauty manifested on earth and the thinking mind, okay? So that relationship, not only from above higher consciousness and spiritual truth but then the beauty manifested on earth and then the thinking mind your thinking mind being the middle part of that process okay so if we think of the cyclical nature of birth um death rebirth you know what i mean an idea is born in the in the physical plane you bring it down it gives life it grows it ages it dies and it's reborn into something else so it says the essence of this card is all that is of matter okay so everything the essence of this card is everything that is matter everything that is 3d okay um intelligence the renewing intelligence the knowledge of unity the veil of this card or the illusion that that I feel like when it says veil, I feel like the it represents the illusion thought by this card or, or ideals around this card. So it says veil, a separate Lord prevails over darkness. Mystery, God and the devil are revealed by reflection. As humanity changes, so do conceptions of God and the devil. Faith and science must work together, holding a sublime balance to produce a new reality for humankind, okay? So we're talking about that balance. We're talking about that, um, you know, the 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 two different sides of a coin type of energy um you know it's getting into the binary thinking um of good and bad uh you know good and evil and that this card is representing um the mystery part of it is saying it, they're both revealed by reflection looking within we can find reflections of god quote-unquote and the quote-unquote devil um you know Again, all my members, all, you know, all my members are the twins of Atum. There is no member of mine devoid of a netter. Um, and this includes the netter that may not have seen as been seen as quote unquote good or bad by our human standards, right? So let me get into the interpretation. I'm gonna let them break it down further. It says at the key 15, the devil, it is as if the world of the dark subconscious, the part of you that struggles in chaos and the world of higher truth are superimposed. When you reach the devil, there is a struggle for truth amid seeming contradictions and haphazard or incomplete information. Through all of this, you see glimpses of light. At key 15, you may find yourself face to face with a person or situation which confuses you, upsets you, appalls you, disgusts you, or by which you feel hopelessly entrapped. 
you may feel that someone is acting acting reprehensibly. Perhaps someone or some organization, association, or nation is being unethical. Perhaps he or she is overly aggressive, lusting for money, power, or sex. You may feel your highest ideals are offended. Or perhaps you've been forced to work closely with someone you feel is a coward and you cannot tolerate the victim mentality. You may be sickened, revolted, or outraged. This experience brings up a great deal of energy in you. You may become preoccupied and spend a great deal of time stewing. This is the experience of the devil, which not incidentally is the archetype of anger. We often judge situations harshly. From our own vantage point, we know what is quote-unquote good and quote-unquote bad. We know what is fact or truth. Frequently, however, we make assessments based solely, on upon, solely upon surface, uh, surface appearances. And we believe, often without examination, that which we suppose to be true. Things, however, is, are not as they seem. We frequently misjudge. Without depth of understanding, we project our own views outward, making assumptions that have no basis in reality. Worse yet, that which we are judging negatively is more than likely a mirror, merely a mirror image of our own weakness. The cowardice we perceive in others is merely a mirror of our own internal cowardice. We are seeing our own fears projected onto another. Ooh, child. We form our personalities through identifying and incorporating those characteristics which we consider to be attractive, noble, or socially useful. Some of us aspire to goodness, gentleness, or righteousness. Some aspire to aggressiveness or rugged individualism. Most of us shy away from thievery, killing, and other behaviors which, as a society, we believe are morally offensive or completely intolerable. We don't do these things because we don't want them done to us, and if we do, we fathom that we will be punished. But since these dark qualities are in us and a part of us, we often release them in ritual form. The ritualistic experience of threatening behavior is as close as your television set. Just turn it on at dinner time. That which we fear or label as reprehensible is no more or less than our own shadow. The shadow is the dark, undesirable part of ourselves. This is the part of us that has been repressed, the part which we do not let out. We fear the shadow because when it gets loose, our conscious status quo is thrown into confusion. When it surfaces, we often explain it in terms of the devil. This menacing, this menacing devil whispers words of temptation to sidetrack us from our path of virtue, especially for the purpose of material gain. Interestingly, explaining our temptation in terms of the devil releases us from a responsibility. When we quip, the devil made me do it, we are dividing ourselves, our very selves in half. The confrontation with the devil, whether internal or external, should alert us to the fact that it is time to change our attitude. It is an indication that our consciousness is false. We are not seeing the whole picture. Our perception or consciousness, however, is not necessarily false by intention. We often misjudge out of ignorance. Further, it is out of ignorance that we pers persecute our own surfacing shadow. We need to embrace our shadow in order to transcend it. This is the act of conscious bondage, which is the first stage of spiritual unfoldment. Okay, so it goes on a little more, but I want to come back to... um. I want to come back to mm. I feel like I lost it. Oh, right here when it was like we when these dark quantities these since these dark qualities are in us and a part of us we often release them in ritual form. Ritualistic experience of threatening behavior is as close as your television set just turning on at dinner time watching what you're surrounded yourself with, right? So it says um it also says where where did it i just miss i just i don't know why i keep 
Okay, yeah. When we quit, the devil made me do it. We are dividing our very selves in half. Okay. So remember talking about the goal, the the knowledge, the um idea behind the nectar was all is the one, the reintegration um to source energy, that that idea. Um, and this comes through, you know, it's it's another buzzword, y'all, but shadow work. You feel me? Um, so it says to embrace the shadow, and that means to come to terms with our inner devil, we must transcend this state of ignorance. We must take all sides of a situation into account. See, okay, look, come on, break it down. Cause you know, people gonna hashtag shadow work and do the work, but what does that mean, nigga? Okay, so it says, does this mean we should altogether refrain from any form of persecution or condemnation? Of course not. Our instinct tells us that the wholeness we seek as individuals and as a society will never be developed without a sense of moral conscience, even moral outrage. Nonetheless, if we are to make the leap in consciousness, which we which will enable us to move on a path of virtue, we must recognize, confront, accept, and integrate the devil. Acknowledging and coming to terms with the dark undercurrents of ourselves makes us stronger human beings. When we accept the devil or the shadow, we become tolerant. We become accepting. We come to accept others, and very importantly, we come to accept and eventually to love ourselves. Right along the devil, juxtaposed on the 26th path of the tree of life, we are forced to examine our relationship with the angel, the divine one or God. In classical cartoons, the devil sits on one shoulder, the angel on the other. And from these positions, they argue with each other using you as a mediator. This picture is an apt representation of the 26th path, which involves coming into terms with the contradiction we experience between ourselves as matter and our material needs as represented by the devil and ourselves as spirit with spiritual needs as represented by the angel. Somehow we must integrate and unify ourselves as both matter and spirit. We must achieve an internal spiritualization of matter and a materialization of spirit. We must integrate the extremes of the self. To sink into matter without, de without developing the correlating depth of spiritual consciousness is the worst kind of bondage. The inverse also holds true. To be trapped in either extreme without the other is like a living death. Come on now. This is what I've been talking about, y'all. This balance to make sure that we're getting, we're staying balanced. We're not too much in the spiritual world. We're not too much in the material world and in either extreme. You feel me? It says we must integrate the extremes of the self. To sink into matter without developing the correlating depth of spiritual consciousness is the worst kind of bondage. The inverse is also holds true. To be trapped in either extreme without the other is like a living death. A lot of people are work, walking around like zombies and here and they don't even know it. I'm getting chills, y'all. A lot of people are walking around with like zombies and they don't even know it because they think that they're, they're spiritual because they're spiritual. So they don't realize that they're robbing themselves of the human experience, of the experience that is going to develop the spiritual because they're too busy trying to prove and show and show everybody how spiritual they are, not knowing that in doing that pomp and circumstance and showing and putting on this and showing this and claiming these things to make yourself more spiritual you're you're in in ego you're in the material you're in your root chakra but your root chakra spinning a little slower there it's a little clogged down there you feel me so either extreme either extreme it says is like a living death you feel me Undertaking this task of realization involves a great deal of commitment and effort. Committing to change is not easy when one sees only from the vantage point of the material. To see any other way often upsets conditions. Values, changes at, values change as perspective changes. It is generally easier to leave things as they are. 
In fact, the temptation of the 26th path is to remain ignorant. But for those who wish to realize the wholeness that results from divine integration of matter and spirit, a wonderful meditation, which leads to quantum leaps in ways of knowing, is to intentionally complete, contemplate the integration of opposites. Contemplating and transcending contradiction becomes the task of key 15. Intentional contemplation opens up the powers of seeing. It develops the eye, ayin, the Hebrew name, and the secret of the key 15. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. As the eyes develop, all sides are perceived. Relevant here is the practice of Zen Buddhism. One aspect of Zen involves the contemplation of paradox through meditating on a koan. A koan is a baffling formulation which devise, defies rational thought. Example of koas include, in the trees fish play, in the deep sea birds are flying. What is the sound of one hand clapping? Or who is it that hears? According to Zen Buddhists, the contemplation of a koan can point to the ultimate truth. This is because the koan only can be solved through, an awake, through awakening a level of the mind which transcends the discursive intellect. Unraveling the koan involves a sublime balance of science and faith. Only by integrating the two can such leap in consciousness occur. On the tree of life, path 26, the devil connects with the spheres of science, Hod, and the faith, Tipereth. In hard consciousness, we abstract, rely on our logic, and things think things thoroughly, through thoroughly. Damn. And think things through thoroughly. In Tipereth consciousness, we give up and rely on faith. We begin to understand the nature of surrender, see the hangman. According to Zen Buddhism, Zen master Dr. Teach Tian Ein describes the interconnection of faith and science. And although this is not his intention, relates the major message of Key 15. He states that people often state that the person is created by the environment, but in Zen Buddhism, it is believed that the individual creates the environment. Therefore, we create ourselves. Whatever the world becomes then depends on the collective mentality of humanity. Teach Tin An says, a Zen master once said that water is of one essence, but if it is drunk by a cow, it becomes milk, while if it is drunk by a snake, it becomes poison. In the same way, whether life is blissful or sorrowful depends on our state of mind, not on the world. So we must seek to transform the mind, to bring it into the awakened state. And this requires at the outset great faith, faith in ourselves and in the latent powers of the mind. The second step in Zen Buddhism is, a great, is great doubt. Dai Ji Dan. The method of Zen is very scientific. In science, we are told never to believe anything unless its truth has been demonstrated experimentally. Zen takes the same stand. We are not to believe anything blindly. Rather, we must demonstrate its truth to ourselves. So I'm going to pause real quick. I'm going to keep reading, but I just love how this card is really um, emphasizing that integration, that oneness, um, and then those divine contradictions as well. And that integration of that, um, a lot of times I feel like we believe that two things can't be true at the same time two contradicting or two things on the separate sides of the spectrum can't be too true at the same time um and i really challenge you know you you this week especially to kind of open your mind to some of those type of ideas like if you need help starting over think of this like in the trees fish play in the deep sea birds are flying what images come to mind 
does that make your brain come to a halt because it's like a crazy contradiction in your mind? Like what, what does that make you feel? What is the sound of one hand clapping? Who is it that hears, you know, and just really taking the time because even in sitting down and, and thinking about these things, that's a meditation that's clearing your mind. That's focusing, you know? So think about that. So it says, um, the challenge of the 26th path, which is the challenge of Zen Buddhism, is to search our minds and learn to transcend ordinary states of consciousness in order to perceive deeper levels of truth. We are searching ourselves for Buddha or Christ consciousness, the consciousness of the sphere of Tipareth. Achieving Tipareth consciousness is the secret to opening the eye of key 15. When the eye is open, we will integrate contradiction. We will accept shadow. We will transcend anger. We will know our neighbors as ourselves. We are neighbor, we are know our neighbors are ourselves. Propelled by the intentional contemplation of opposites, we arrive at a unified field of space and time and ultimately overcome the limitations of dualistic thinking. I feel like things and concepts like this are important, especially for melanated people. As we move in this specific incarnation, in this 3D world, it can seem, you know, it can seem like a contradiction, like I said earlier. Yeah, we gods and we descend from all of this, but look at the world that we live in. The world around us is not telling us this. What a, what a, what a um, stark contradiction. You understand what I'm saying? Um, and not to invalidate these fields, not saying these things are not real, not saying our lives, our thoughts, our, our, our movements don't matter, right? Not saying any of that. But this idea is challenging you to think bigger, think deeper, integrate. These contradictions are here for a reason. And it says it's the first step to the spiritual unlocking and enlightenment. So it's not ignoring. Run it back if you need to. It says we're not ignoring these things. You feel me? It says, if this all sounds too intense or demanding, throw up your hands and laugh. Take it lightly. Through laughter, just as through meditation, you can be renewed. Through laughter, you can gain a new perspective and make the conscious leap. Don't be so serious. Laugh your way to integration and health. Come on, High John the, Con the spirit of High John the Conqueror. Come on now. While he may tempt you to, to devilish act, the devil also plays. The devil dances and revels on the earth craggy peaks the devil drinks and eats makes music jokes and explores the devil adventures the devil loves life drop those preconceived notions and try laughing with those you disdain take them on a river trip shoot the white rider rappers and i guarantee you will come to love them if such a trip is out of the question try inviting them to tea you may discover that the coward is a powerhouse the money grubber is a saint I urge you to cast off the bonds of your thinking, and you may notice then that you were never trapped in the first place. Celebrate, and ultimately, in becoming truly lighthearted, you may not even notice that, through the vehicle of your own earthly laughter, your darkest shadow has been released. The other aspect of con conscious bondage is to embrace with a whole heart every earthly delight. Okay? So... Wrap your head around that. I brought up the spirit of High John the Conqueror because through laughter, through that trickster energy, you know, we were we we got liberation. Okay. Um, y'all, y'all that work with High John the Conqueror root, y'all know I've I've worked with High John the Conqueror root specifically in court cases and specific things with liberation, prison, that type of thing. And liberation happens with the lightheartedness, with the trickster energy, right? Also bringing in with the High John the Conqueror, um, energy when it's talking about the devil because there's stories about high john the conqueror marrying the devil's wife and 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 um stealing from the devil and things like that so i say that to say as melanated people if this idea of the devil is too much to integrate right now we got spit you know it's hoodoo spirits whose lore surrounds 
outwitting, tricking uh, the devil and things like that, as well as massa astral projection, these things that are, that are quote unquote buzzwords in the spiritual community. Our enslaved ancestors has stories of spirits that helped us with those things, right? But besides that, we know that at some point we have to integrate the devil, whatever that may mean for you. This doesn't mean the white man is the devil. Okay, no, your personal devils, your personal shadow. Heard? Your personal preconceived notions and judgments of, of, of illusions and other people, especially on the timeline, myself included. You feel me? So boom. So we have four cards from the Isis Oracle deck, and then I'm going to close out because, y'all, I am hungry. I've been um, going for a minute and I did take a long pause in between um, the reading and stuff like that to just kind of reset, roll up and all of that. So it's now 12.52 a.m. It's it's Monday. It's 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 August 9th now. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read these to you and we're going to wrap it up. And I'm grateful for y'all being here and just hopefully this makes sense. So the first card we have from the Isis Oracle deck is Queen of Heaven. It says the Queen of Heaven, the divine empress of the skies, acknowledges your feminine authority now as a man or woman. And I'm going to add or neither or both. You have a life of you have a life path of spiritual leadership to bring qualities of mercy, compassion and wisdom onto the world. OK, so the queen of heaven, the divine empress of the skies also see Ishtar. Um, Jay posted a thread on um, Ishtar and its relation to the Lionsgate portal. So what the Babylonians was doing during this time. So make sure y'all check out Jay's uh, Twitter for that. So it's all coming together. The queen of heaven, the divine empress of the skies acknowledges your feminine authority now. If you, it says you have a life path of spiritual leadership to bring qualities of mercy, compassion, and wisdom onto the world. Big Lionsgate portal energy. So what are you bringing into the world? What, what spiritual leadership, mercy, compassion, and wisdom are you manifesting into the world? Is it just inward what you're manifesting? Are you um, turning outward? I believe this time is powerful enough to do that. And as we saw from the text earlier, um, you know, the our ancient uh, comedic ancestors at least believed from the text it says believed that our bodily functions our physiological functions were representative of metaphysical and universe universal functions right so whatever you're doing for self you're turning outward into the into the universe at this time at least that's what I, i'm feeling choose wisely think bigger and, and 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 manifest wisely the next card says power over seven scorpions it says you are being initiated into the magic of conjuring so as to have the power to affect lower vibrational forces through your own will and spoken word come on spoken word you are guided to use this powerful gift with compassion and discernment with mercy and non-judgment going back to the devil card you can then manage any toxicity in your life swiftly and with great effect come on I don't know if I have to keep breaking it down is 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 confirming everything we just and I just pulled these cards at towards the end when I was shuffling. So it's confirming everything we're talking about. Right. We've been talking about. You are guided to use this powerful gift of compassion, discernment and mercy. OK, the other card says mercy, compassion and wisdom. OK, so come on. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for these messages from spirit because it's just confirming the next card is magic and ritual. I mean, do I have to keep going? Should I stop right here? Magic and ritual affecting the external world can be created through inner practice. Heart-centered ritual can support your inner path in the physical world. You're encouraged to enhance your power with regular practice as you grow in grace, love, ability, and wisdom. There goes that wisdom again. Applying your inner beauty to transform your outer world. Didn't I just say that? I wouldn't even look at the card. I just said that. 
So this time is a, all of these cards are true for you, 365G. But this time specifically, I just feel like there is a 6,000, 6,263 year ancestral power and lineage coming through this time from multiple timelines from multiple star systems and multiple ancestral groups at this specific time on this specific peak stop playing stop playing with these hashtag and buzzwords nigga come on bro it's bigger than that y'all hear me all right last card and and this is giving me also if it's because the uh, the power of seven scorpion says you are being initiated into the magic of conjuring. The next card says magic and ritual. If you've been looking to get into your magical practice, you may have been working on your spiritual stuff. You're learning your ancestors. You're learning doing your shadow work. Okay. If you've been looking to get into a magical practice, okay, because I think the next episode I've been telling y'all this, but the next episode is gonna be spirituality and magic. How they're different. How they integrate. They are two different things. They can live together, but they don't have to. Hello, hallelujah. We gonna get into it. But if you've been developing your spiritual practice and now you realize that, hey, I might be able to to use spiritual things and herbs and things like that to manifest, but I'm looking to get into a magical practice, a system, something that is structured, um, um, a higher vibrational form of magic, baby, I feel like this is the time. Okay, this is the time. And if you haven't been looking for it, this might still be the time. It may not be up to you. Okay. Last card, the brother in darkness. Whenever negative energy is present, it is a sign that we are ready to move more deeply into our feminine power. So the first card from this from this uh, spread with this deck starts with the feminine power and ends with the feminine power. Come on now. So it says, whenever negative energy is present, is it, a, it is a sign that we are ready to move more deeply into our feminine divine power. You shall overcome any negative energy with grace and triumph. Stay in your heart. There is no need to be afraid, okay? So... I love the Isis Oracle deck is straight into the point. I don't have to break down too much. Plus, I've been talking, y'all. It's been a while now. So I'm going to let y'all go and let y'all really sit with that. I don't think I have to go too much, too much deeper. Um, I am grateful for y'all listening and obviously and honestly, super grateful to the most high um my spirit guides my ancestors the the netaru um and and the the how that moves within us our ancient dogon nubian sudanese and um comedic ancestors for preserving this knowledge through the timeline so that we can get it and and utilize it and really um understand what the power that we have inside of us and have access to what it really means forget um 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 you know, forget, forget the, the, the surface level. We're going, we're going really deep here. Changing and initiated into the magic of conjuring, it says, okay. For those of y'all that don't know that, you know, there's a lot of buzzwords again, but the etymology, okay. When we're looking, when we're using this English language, that is not ours, the etymology, the, the original use of the, of the word conjure meant it says to make an oath, okay? So conjure, the etymology of conjure, we're using English language now, the etymology of conjure means to make an oath. So if you claim to be conjuring spirits, this means that you should be making an oath with the spirits that you are conjuring. That's the reason they're coming up, okay? Now there's different frameworks and different ways that it's used. I'm just giving y'all the etymology of the language that we are using. 
and you could do with that what you will now in that respect when we talk about these divine forces of nature and it don't have to be netaru whatever system that you may get down with look in your own origin stories look in your own religion and own spiritual system origin stories they're going to tell you that your deities are really if you really if you really look in they're going to tell you that your deities are really divine forces of nature divine incarnation divine um 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 attributes and or functions of a supreme deity as again they lied when they tell, told people we was worshiping a bunch of gods that's not what's happened that's not what was happening and if you're approaching your your walk that way baby you might want to sit at the altar and revisit how you how you interacting with these spirits but i don't even have to say that because at, nowadays it's not even it's not even giving that a couple years ago i felt like people was offering their whole bodies up to spirits willingly and and it could have been a whole trickster you don't even know whole time it's a whole divine force of nature so there's nothing you're offering yourself up to but some real trickster spirits and real other things but we're not going to get into that today child but i feel like nobody's doing that and now everybody is the embodiment and the whole form and and the, the physical incarnation of this spirit that spirit this deity that spirit whatever the case is and i'm gonna let y'all claim whatever you want to claim you feel me but making sure that if you talk and talk making sure you walk in the walk especially during this time is you a god or not boss the devil card talks about transcending above some of these some of these contradictions some of these things that we that we yell about on the timeline all day is you a god or not all right y'all i'm gonna leave you with that i'm gonna leave you with that but um when it comes to the 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 Lionsgate portal ritual these cards will be present um the intentions that we spoke about today will be the the primary and four primary and four front intentions but i invite you to add your intentions um part some of the candle um you know intentions that are in this mega candle like i said the lion's gate portal we have every day of the week energy in there so the whole last week okay hello hi um we also have the protect that neck um energy in there as well as um the feeling myself um in intention that i put in and some other intentions i think i did the first like the first the top of the pyramid was a cleansing candle that i did for a uh in-person friend i didn't i didn't make those for sale so started off with that and i made one for myself you already know and so we start with cleansing at the top of the pyramid and then it just goes down into protection each day of the week um like i said the lion's gate portal protect that neck what else what else what else there might have been a solomonic joint in there but either way set your intentions for this uh group spell um i'll keep y'all posted on the when exactly i actually like light the candle burn and all that um again yeah it would have been cute to, to do it today eight eight woo woo, woo woo like yeah okay but as i've hopefully broken down in the last damn near two hours that's a that's a that could be a peak point if you want to be in the numerology but this this energy has really been brewing since the 27th of july you understand what i'm saying so if you haven't already been feeling it surprise it's already been happening everybody's been anticipating eight eight whole time you, you don't don't squander the the week before that was you know what i'm saying that was given what had to be gave and that week you was probably shedding and ain't even know it keep it real all right i'm gonna stop i'm gonna holla at y'all thank y'all for listening comment below with any comments thoughts questions any um suggestions for future episodes and ting 
um y'all should be seeing your orders come in in the next couple of days and i thank y'all for y'all um orders for your time for your patronage um and yeah, if you if you if you if you got any suggestions, drop them below. But if you love the episodes, I feel free to talk about them in social media. Don't share the link now because this is a patron only podcast. But I loved how y'all how y'all put in y'all commentary on the timeline as well because at the end of the day, like that that you know what I'm saying. It just shows it just shows the group um, and how we come together. So. Um, definitely get on the community tab on patreon and there y'all can post things and talk to each other and things like that as well you know get interactive and if you haven't if this is your first time listening because you're new or your first time back in a long time baby turn on post notifications download the app and turn on your notifications because um i'm going to continue with these episodes as well as um framing other content for y'all um as i told y'all in one of the posts in the next month and a half to two months i will be experiencing some transitions everything is good but it's going to be more content driven for me um so the next shop update may not be for a while if it is it may be like a really small i got a couple things here and there soaps here and there shop update and then um you know someone asked for a soap security program so that that should come in the fall i'm hoping um and then yeah so we could close out the year right and yeah, the rest of the year might be patron-only shop updates. And even with just the patron-only shop updates, y'all sold out the shop in eight minutes. So yeah, I'm thinking I might show y'all love for the rest of the year. Um, and just really thank y'all for, for being here and just give that exclusive tease. So yeah, 2021, about to we about to finish it out strong. I mean, it's been a motherfucker. The last, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, the last year and a half has been a motherfucker. I know we tired, bruh. I'm tired too. Um, but thank y'all for being here. And I honestly feel like the tribe been keeping, we've been keeping each other sane through this quarantine shit, bro. So hopefully, um, you know, we hold it down this 2021 and hopefully by next year, we could start planning retreats and stuff in person, big safe team. The astrologist talking about not till 2024 though, girl, Jesus. So we might be on these waves for a while. I don't know, girl, but Either way it goes, at least we got each other and we're taking time to develop the shadow work. We're telling, taking time to develop ourselves, fortify our minds, use these time, use these times to our advantage um, and take the time to learn so that we can integrate this type of ritual and these type of times into our life. So when, um, you know, life starts acclimating to a point where, um, you know, we're moving, we're moving around more, we're meeting up more. It's a lot safer to do, to do certain things. Um, you know, we're healed, we're elevating, we're grown. And, um, we don't have to come back this round this thing again. We can integrate with the most high. So I'm gonna shut up for real, for real now. And I hope y'all have a good one. Um, yeah, this is a long episode. So hopefully it made sense. Run it back if it didn't. And I'll talk to y'all. See y'all in these Patreon streets, in these Twitter streets, in these Instagram streets. Have a good night, y'all. Or wherever you're listening. Have a good day, afternoon. And um, blessings, y'all. Group spell coming. I'm excited. <laughs>